Hi everybody, this is Gat Sad for the Sad Truth. In 2009, I wrote an article on my Psychology Today blog titled The Narcissism and Grandiosity of Celebrities. And in the article in question, I went through uh, some reasons that I think that uh, celebrities are so keen on sharing their uh, deep and profound insights with the rest of us simpletons. Uh, that article in question was then uh, picked up by Psychology Today magazine and edited the slightly tweaked version of the same article. So what I'll do today is read to you the uh, magazine version, and then I'll also post a link to uh, both versions uh, of that article. Uh, now, the reason why I thought about doing so today is, of course, because uh, a few days ago, Meryl Streep uh, lectured all the uh, simpletons that uh, like MMA and football about how they should behave and think and so on. And so I thought that uh, it might be uh, the right time to share with you this article. So here we go. The title is Homo Consumericus, I'm Not a Doctor, But Driven by Narcissism and Surrounded by Yes Men, Celebrities Think They Can Cure the World's Ills. Here we go. The narcissism and grandiosity displayed by celebrities have always fascinated me. Jenny McCarthy is bewildered that the National Institutes of Health is not paying attention to her, quote, proof that autism is caused by the MMR vaccine. Apparently, it is due to a large conspiracy in part driven by the evil pharmaceutical firms. No doubt Dr. Evil is the CEO of the conspiratorial consortium. Tom Cruise castigated psychiatry for being pure quackery as he had, quote, studied its history. The actors Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Ben Stein, and Mel Gibson have each, quote, disproved the theory of evolution. The problem has gotten so out of hand that there is now an organization, Sense About Science, that seeks to combat such celebrity-driven idiocy. Salon and Newsweek did the unthinkable by each publishing an article on the contribution of Oprah to this lunacy. How dare anyone question Oprah's omniscience and omnipotence? I'd like to speculate about five possible reasons that drive celebrities to engage in such nonsense. First, celebrities are a self-selected group of narcissists, whereas it is certainly true that some individuals pursue acting or singing careers for the pure love of the artistic forms in question, the great majority of celebrity wannabes are driven largely by the outcomes, fame, money, adulation. A 2006 study by Mark Young and Drew Pinsky, published in the Journal of Research and Personality, yes, the Drew Pinsky of Celebrity Rehab with Drew, Dr. Drew, supports the contention that celebrities as a group, are narcissists. Second, the extraordinary attention that is lavished on celebrities, not to mention the outlandish sums of money, makes it easy to succumb to one's hype. People line up for hours to get a glimpse of Tom Cruise coming out of his limousine and will scream with a visceral religious fervor at his mere sight. Take a narcissist and feed his or her ego in such a manner 24 hours a day and it is not difficult to guess that Tom Cruise starts to actually believe that he is a superhero rather than playing one in the movies. Third, celebrities are seldom exposed to negative feedback from those closest to them. Hence, their immediate environments serve as lubricants for their outlandish narcissism. 
This is one of the key drivers of the overconfidence bias. For example, many professors imagine that their teaching evaluations in a given semester will be stellar precisely because they hear only from those students who complimented them face-to-face. -face. However, those who think that the professors performed poorly in the classroom are likely to wait until the evaluations to voice their negative opinions. The asymmetry of being exposed to positive and not negative feedback creates the overconfidence bias in the professor's mind. This is exactly what happens with celebrities. They are repeatedly provided with positive feedback regarding their, quote, laudable scientific interventions, reinforcing their grandiose idiocy. Negative feedback, as difficult as it might be to share, serves as a crucial role in guiding behavior. Failure to receive any such feedback ensures that celebrities will maintain their grandiosity. Existential guilt is a fourth factor behind this form of celebrity narcissism. You may have heard of survival guilt, the intense feelings of remorse that survivors of a terrible ordeal, be it a plane crash, a disease, an earthquake, war, a terrorist attack, or a concentration camp, might experience. A survivor might think, why did I cheat death when so many others died? What is so special about me that my life was spared? I propose a similar mechanism to explain celebrities' interventions in making a better world. I believe that they suffer from a form of existential guilt. They know in the deep recesses of their minds that they are not deserving of the accolades and the privileged lives that they lead. One way that they can assuage this persistent guilt is to demonstrate to the world that they are much more than, quote, mere celebrities. Hence, they, quote, cure mental illness. They, quote, eradicate autism. They, quote, neutralize radiation. And they, quote, disprove evolutionary theory. Some of you might have noticed a possible contradiction here. If celebrities are narcissists, why would they experience existential guilt? I think that some celebrities are perhaps slightly less narcissistic and hence maintain some elements of self-insight. Think Sean Penn, tortured artist, versus Paris Hilton, oblivious narcissist. Finally, a fifth reason that drives celebrity drivel is the pseudo-intellectual movement known as postmodernism, the most virulent of anti-science dogma, which proposes that all viewpoints are welcome and none is privileged. Reality is relative. This creates a democratization of opinions. It is apparent, quote, arrogant to think that psychiatrists, physicists, evolutionary scientists, and epidemiologists might know more about their areas of expertise than, say, Oprah, Jenny McCarthy, Madonna, or Kirk Cameron. To sum up, celebrities possess narcissistic predispositions, nature, these being subsequently reinforced by a wide range of environmental realities, nurture, render, rendering it next to impossible to slay the narcissism dragon. Incidentally, whereas I have focused on celebrities' quote contributions to scientific debates, I should mention that their expertise is apparently unlimited and spans endless other domains of human import. For example, Mike Farrell, Tim Robbins, Sean Penn, Susan Sarandon, Jane Fonda, and Martin Sheen, among countless other celebrities, have repeatedly explained to us that there is an alternative to war, and it is rooted in the highly, quote, actionable mantra, quote, give peace a chance. 
One thing that is unequivocally clear about human history is that it is paved with bloodshed, irrespective of cultural setting and historical epoch. Apparently, had the perpetrator of all of these wars only known about this alternative, quote, peace option, as espoused by these enlightened celebrities, we could have all been singing John Lennon's Imagine while holding hands as one happy human race. Most celebrities have at best graduated from high school. Hence, it is quite extraordinary that they should feel sufficiently knowledgeable to contribute to complex issues in physics, psychiatry, medicine, and biology. Here is a, here's a thought. Entertain us at the movies and in concert halls and leave the science for scientists. Celebrities might wish to take heed of a famous quote by Confucius, when you know a thing, to hold that you know it, and when you do not know a thing, to allow that you do not know it. This is knowledge. If celebrities prefer to receive directives from other actors rather than dead Chinese philosophers, perhaps they can heed the advice offered by Amanda Peet, an actress and advocate of child vaccination, who is reported to have said, I'm not an expert. I'm here to tell you to I'm here to tell you do not listen to actors, do not listen to celebrities. Now that's what I call sound celebrity advice. That's the end of the article. I just wanted to add one or two more points. <coughs> Excuse me. My point here is not to argue that unless you're a political scientist, you shouldn't talk about politics, and unless you're an epidemiologist, you should not talk about the spread of diseases. If anything, I've criticized people who argue along those lines. Everybody can have a contribution to the battle of ideas. Everybody can weigh in as long as they are informed. But in the same way that when my gardener comes over, I don't necessarily expect him to uh, lecture me about uh, whom I should vote for. Uh, there is no reason to take the prescriptions, the political prescriptions of actors because they pretend to be someone on screen any more seriously than I should my accountant, my gardener, or uh, my daycare provider for one of my children. In other words, there, there is something inherently grotesque about actors thinking that because they play superheroes in front of a big screen, then they are entitled to shove their otherwise profoundly idiotic and profoundly ill-informed opinions on the rest of us. That's the issue. So it's not that, you know, you need to be a credentialized person before you speak on a topic, but at least have the decency to uh, know things beyond the four sentences of virtue signaling and uh, platitudes of progressiveness, progressivism from Malibu uh, before you open your mouth. So uh, act and sing. Meryl Streep, keep crying all the time on screen and leave the deep thought for those who uh, are capable of such thought. Hope you're having a good week. Talk to you soon. Cheers.